Welcome guys to the Trying Podcast. My name is Nanini and on this podcast I'll be sharing with you the steps that I'll be taking to try and get over my fears and get out of my comfort zone. Every morning at 5 a.m. like clockwork literally on the dot 5 a.m. on the dot these are the sounds I wake up to. They're so beautiful. I love them so much. I've grown up <laughs> I've grown up hearing these sounds every morning and during the day. And their songs and the chirping and even <laughs> I just realized the other day that I can tell when the birds are fighting. I'm so used to them to an extent that I know how they sound like when they fight. Anyway, so so the scene is very different at night. They are dead silent. They're asleep. I haven't yet figured out the exact time they go to sleep. I think I'll do that tomorrow. It's fun. But the morning part, literally exactly at 5am, that's when they wake up. Also, if you listen carefully to that recording, you will hear the squirrels as well. Now, I am not a bad expert of any kind. I can't even name one type of a bird. Like, I know there are different types. I know them. I see them every day. <laughs> but I don't know even the names. Well, except some hummingbirds. And some parrots are actually... Some three wild parrots I've never seen wild parrots in my life where I live never ever and I happened to see three of them um it was last week I loved it I loved it it was so colorful but anyway so apart from those parrots and some hummingbirds I don't I don't usually know the there are the names for the type of birds that I usually hear, but there are a couple of very specific birds that live literally on our fence <laughs> and some trees around around the area. But one thing I know from from um from the nests that I've grown up around grown up around I sound like I have lived <laughs> in a nest my point is I have seen I mean I don't need to be a bad expert to know that when the birds lay their eggs in the nest there are baby birds that are born right and when the baby birds are born then the mother or I don't know what happens to the papa birds? Huh. Who feeds? Do both? This is an honest question. I have no idea which. Is it the mama bird that feeds the birds? And then what happens to the papa bird? That's an... Hmm. Okay. So the birds are fed when they are young. Until they grow up. And they mature and they eventually leave the nest and go fend for themselves. 
So since this is a space where I try to share the steps that I am taking while I'm trying to get over my fears and also at the same time get out of my comfort zones, then I feel it's only fair for me to share the biggest, biggest step that I feel that I have to take to literally get out of my comfort zone. And by comfort zone, I mean the physical zone I've created for myself. Well, I can argue that statement with the fact that it is home. So I haven't actually created the space for myself. But it is a space I have chosen to create the comfort And since I am trying my very best to listen and obey, that's like my other word for the year stroke, years, two years now, this being the second year. I think from experience now, the experience of the few times I've listened and obeyed, hopefully there are many more to come. This is another step that I I feel like I'm being led to take. It's a very necessary step. And the minute, the minute, the minute I got this message, (laughs) I remember the, the time I... I, it like hit me June. You have been confirmed. They have received some confirmation for this message a couple of times now. So it's not just in your head. I walked up. I, I My sister was in the living room. I walked up to her. And I told her. Should I call her name? I'll call her sister. <laughs> Sis. So I walked up to her and I told her. Sis, I've just gotten a message and I am scared. My exact words were, I am scared of what this means. And of course, she didn't understand what I was talking about. But I felt like I just wanted to say something to somebody. And because she's the only one who's close here right now with me. So I just told her, I believe that the Holy Spirit is telling me that it's time. Now, (laughs) my sister, my soul sister, has had me say this so many times. Not, um, Not what I was going to tell her, but the words, it is time. I, I, I had from the 2019, 2020, and I believe 2018. 2018, 2019, and 2020, I have repeated those words to her so many times. 
she, so I think she kind of understands what I mean when I say Dori. Ugh, I've said her name. I don't think she'll be mad. So when I say Doreen, I feel it's time. It's time. <laughs> now to somebody else that might mean something else. But when I usually tell her I feel like it's time, what I mean is and what I hope she now gets <laughs> is that it's time for a change. And more so 2018-2019, those changes meant a lot to me. And I don't and I don't think I acted upon them. Like I don't think I took the steps apart from the major step of of not renewing my contract. That was like like a huge a huge step. A huge leap of faith I had to take but there are other there are other um in quotes like in time it's time moments that I didn't I didn't take the steps that were necessary and I believe the fact that I didn't take those steps that contributed to me it contributed to me to me losing hope in in my situation at the time and so i had a tougher time getting out of the comfort zones that i had created which led to the the anxieties and the depression state that i was in so when I when this time around I, I went and told I didn't tell her it's time <laughs> but I worded it in a way that she understood that this was one of those moments that it was a it was an it's time it's time moment. <laughs> Man, I should have titled this it's it's time. <laughs> but this is the word I got. Leave the nest. That's literally what i told her i told her doreen i'm i really hope she doesn't have a problem with me saying honey so i'm sorry so you know it's fine it's fine it's fine i doubt she listened to this one so we're good and if you're listening i love you okay so i told her I told her, Doreen, I've received, I believe that the Holy Spirit is telling me that, it, okay, I think I said it's time to leave the nest. Or I told her, I believe the Holy Spirit is, is giving me the message, leave the nest. I One or, one of those two. But I, I, I don't know exactly how I worded it. But one thing I remember me saying is, I am scared. I'm scared of what this means. And of course she had questions. And these are questions I honestly didn't have answers to. And so I figured from her reactions that she understood that this was one of those it's time moments. And so that was it. I, I told her that and 
I walked back to my room. <laughs> I guess I just wanted to to say it out loud. But then, since then, I didn't want to put out the episode. One, I need an episode. But at the same time, with these episodes, these are the, it's like, once I put out the episode, I need to take the step. So, for example, say it's a prioritizing thing, right? And it's something I'm trying to do. So, it's like I have a talk with myself and then <laughs> and then I take the step. So, that's what, that was, that like, this, <laughs> that is what has been happening behind the scenes. <laughs> I put out an episode, I take the step. Or, it's a step that I've tried to take. And I have failed. So I put out an episode. Like I feel like this is something that you need to do. So I put out the episode. And then I can like either try again. Or I take the step. Now I did not. I did not want to take this step. Because what does it mean? What does it mean? I'm not going to lie. I had an idea. I still have. I have an idea of what this means. And the thought of it literally (laughs) gives me shivers. (laughs) And me laughing, I think I'm like some some of my anxiety and you know expressing kind laughter but I have an idea of what this means and I realized since I usually don't listen back to my episodes like immediately after I put them out but then I I, I listened to one of the episodes my recent recent episodes uh, for this season right and there's something I I have been saying and I didn't realize that it's it it's it's been in my head Hadi it's something I've been repeating and when I've when I listened to the episode actually it's isn't it's it's in a couple of my episodes and so when I listened back I was like oh my goodness oh my goodness this is what this is what this thing is about. So that's the I, that's the idea I kind of think I'm being led to do. To take. That's I ha- that's when I say I have an idea of what it's about. It's an idea that I have. That I have been. I don't want to say throwing out there because I haven't. But clearly it has been in my mind and I haven't faced it. And so I think it's time. It's time. Now, 
have a verse. <laughs> Duh, June. Clearly. But anyway, I always find peace when I can relate what I'm going through with something that God is speaking about in the Bible. Whether I agree with it, by agreeing with it, I mean whether I am happy and happy or encouraged by the message. Like say it's like psyching me to continue doing something I have been doing. Or whether it's a convicting message and it's something that it's either con- correcting me or challenging me to do something, right? So now this is that type of message, the latter. It's convicting me. And to be honest, I'm I'm okay with that. Since it's a message I don't I'm not even going to go deep about this. <laughs> I'm just going to read the message. The Bible verse. It's a message to me. It's Ecclesiastics chapter eleven, verse three to four. Let me lift this nini of mine. I've written it down. No matter in which direction a tree falls, it will lie where it fell. When the clouds are full, it rains. If you wait until the wind and the weather are just right, you will never sow anything and never harvest anything. Oh my gosh. It's like a spear just need my heart. So, yes, I have been trying my best trying is the main word here i've been trying to obey when i'm led to do something i have not to the best of my abilities but i have been trying okay i could have i can do better that one i know i can do better so when it comes to leaving the nest i feel like you see that Jonah's story, Jonah of the Bible, the guy who was swallowed by the big fish. Was it a whale? I guess it's, I'm assuming it's a whale. So Jonah was advised, was told by God, instructed to go and ask the people of the, the city. Was it a city called Nineveh? Whatever. So Jonah was told to go and tell some people to repent by God. And when they repented, God would not like punish them. So Jonah said, knowing God's character, Jonah said, you know what? I'm not going to do that because I know you're going to forgive them anyway. So there's no need for me to go. So how about this? You do what you do best. Be your kind, compassionate self and forgive them without me having to leave. Because I think Jonah was pissed. I don't know, maybe Alikwana graduate with those guys. I have no idea. I'm just being my own story there. So that's so basically Jonah was saying no to God, right? But he was saying no because he knew he knew God will still forgive them. Anyway. So what Jonah did, Jonah decided <laughs> I actually love this this story of the Bible. I feel like I'm Jonah. 
most of the times i always relate myself to jonah jonah decided <laughs> to run away from god <laughs> how now i know right but anyway so jonah got on a boat and decided to head the opposite side right when he was told to go to nineveh jonah decided was it i don't know spain or italy i don't know but anyway so he he decided to get on a boat and go the opposite side and so on that boat he he went down to the like the decks and, and slept right and these guys who were there with him oh it started there was a storm right so i am assume i'm assuming it's god who caused the storm like so the boat was caught on a storm now these guys who are with 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 Jonah the crew of the boat they started praying to their gods and they were like ah okay well, let's call this guy so that he pl- he prays he, he also prays to his god so that we don't die in this storm so they woke up Jonah and Jonah told them ah you know what it's it's my fault <laughs> just do this the storm is like it's on me it's the storm is about me it's my god it's my god who's angry with me I'm paraphrasing by the way I'm not reading anywhere so if this is not the actual words that he said I'm sorry but anyway so Jonah told these guys just throw me over the boat <laughs> he was so done like I think can you imagine he's willing to die just be, because he his obedience he's so disobedient that he's going to an extent of being okay just ending his life that's sad by the way i'm i'm not laughing about the fact that he wants to end his life it's just this the entire thing is just funny to me so this guy they so they do this they throw jonah <laughs> in the ocean and so the storm ceases and these guys start praising god right jonah's jonah's god and they're like oof okay he's the true god because you know he has caused the storms to cease and stuff like that so jonah is swallowed by the whale god ni sends this whale to swallow jonah now jonah eventually while he's in the nini of the whale inside the whale now he like in it right it's not confessing what is it called he starts saying telling god he's sorry and then recognizing how great god is and praising god inside the whale <laughs> and so the whale god sends the whale to spit orders the whale to spit jonah in that canineva area right so anyway jonah is spit out <sighs> he's like fine i'm going to send to nini this message so he goes goes to that city of Nineveh and then he proclaims the message telling every single person repent repent or like you be nini god will like um punish you guys so the king is like eh 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 okay sawa you guys we are all repenting even the animals even the animals are fasting and i don't know they were wearing sackcloth or stuff like that like that's how they repented So they turned from their sinful ways and they repented and God forgave them. And this is what Jonah was saying. Jonah was saying, "God, I knew." And that's what he said. 
<laughs> this is the funniest part. Maybe I laugh when I read this part. Jonah now became really mad at God. Ali catch feelings. Like he caught feelings. And he went. He went where? I don't know. It says like he went to like a desert area. Like he walked far. And then he he sat like under this tree for shade. I'm a, there was no tree. Ah, I can't remember. But anyway, so he's telling God, God, you see, you're just, this is what I was telling you. I didn't have to come all this way to tell these people. All you had to do was just forgive them. But you had you had me come all this way. Had your head to run away from you, be swallowed by, a, thrown out of the boat, swallowed by a whale, and then to come and, and prophesy to these people just so you can do what I told you you, you are going to do from the beginning. So he caught feelings. <laughs> and then, I don't know, it was hot. And so he laid down under shade or something. And what God did, like God, God caused, like he brought out a tree. Like he grew a tree overnight just so that he can provide shade for Jonah. I don't uh, these are the miracles I usually want to experience. Like I have experienced miracles and I'm grateful. And But before I die, I really want to see these, these like mind-blowing miracles. Can you imagine sleeping outside and then you just wake up the next day and there's a full-grown tree like just... Anyway, I love this story. So, God asks Jonah. I'm also paraphrasing here. So, God is telling Jonah, now, why are you mad? Why are you angry? And then Jonah is like, they're confusing. Oh, you did this and this. I told you. And then Jonah says, see there, God said, in a way, like how God, like, I'm also paraphrasing here. So, God said, like, aren't they people, like, the same way I'm providing you with this shade? Maybe this is how I understood it. Maybe even this is not what God said. I'll pause after this and then I'll see if I'm meaning. I'm, I'm just creating my own story. But how I understood that part, that last part was like, God was saying, if I can provide for you, if I can care for you enough to provide for you this shade, and these people, if they, if I can, if there's a way I can save them and not punish them, like, Shouldn't they get the chance? You know, shouldn't they have the same chance that you have to live? Anyway, something like that. Actually, let me just pause. And maybe this is a, this will be the perfect time for for the Aka short break. And then I'll come and confirm if I've, I've just made up my own story or I like I was uh, I was on something.
you know what? I've read it. I've actually read the last part. And I was not far off. I I really want to read it. And I'm going to read like so fast. Because I love this story. Okay. So this is after Jonah told like the city of Nineveh. And then they repented. And God was like, okay, cool. We are good. Okay. So it's Jonah chapter 4 verse 1. But to Jonah, this seemed very wrong, and he became angry. He prayed to the Lord. Isn't this what I said, Lord, when I was still at home? This is what I tried to forestall by fleeing to Tarshish. I knew that you are a gracious and compassionate God, slow to anger and abounding in love, a God who relents from sending calamity. Now, Lord, take my life away, for it is better for me to die than to live. (laughs) He's so dramatic. (laughs) Guy. Okay, verse 4. But the Lord replied, Is it right for you to be angry? Jonah had gone out and sat down at a place east of the city. There he made himself a shelter, sat in its shade, and waited to see what would happen to the city. <laughs> then the Lord God provided a leafy plant and made it grow up and made it grow up over Jonah to give shade for his head, to ease his discomfort. And Jonah was very happy about the plant. I feel like he's so spoiled. Okay, verse 7. But at dawn, the next day, God provided a worm which chewed the plant so that it withered. When the sun rose, God provided a scorching east wind and the sun blazed on Jonah's head so that he grew faint. He wanted to die. This is sad, but okay. He wanted to die and said, it would be better for me to die than to live. It would be very, very evil of me to laugh at that part. Okay, verse 9. But God said to Jonah, Is it right for you to be angry about the plant? And then Jonah says, It is. He said, I'm so angry, I wish I were dead. (laughs) This is so wrong that I'm laughing. But I feel like he's so spoiled. I don't understand. I don't understand. Did he not want this? Like, did he want these people to be killed or something? Because he's angry at God for saving these people's lives. Maybe I don't know the context of, I don't know, maybe they were like, quote unquote, like enemies of Israel or something like that. I don't know. But eh, Jonah may catch feelings. And then verse 10. But the Lord said, you have been concerned about this plant, though you did not tend to it or make it grow. It sprang up overnight and died overnight. And should I not have concern for the great city of um sorry, and should I not have concern for the great city of Nineveh, in which there are more than a hundred and twenty thousand people who cannot tell their right hand from their left, and so many animals? Imagine that's how it ends. (laughs) Jonah is so spoiled. Ah. And I feel like that. I feel like I am a spoiled and dramatic version of Jonah. JJ, June and Jonah. Gosh. Wow. Okay. But the fact is, 
to be honest, I didn't think that when I'd be speaking about this message, I'll be this jovial. Is the word jovial? Like this guy excited. This guy excited mood I'm in. I didn't think I'd record with this nini. With this guy excitement. It's not really excitement. I don't know. Maybe the Jonah story has lifted my moods. But this is a very... Honestly, I might not sound like I'm scared. But this is a very scary step that I'm going to take. And it's one of the biggest comfort zones that I have to give up. It's one of those moments that are... You know, when people say they're life-changing moments, this is a decision that will be a life-changing decision. And I don't mean to be dramatic. (laughs) I don't want to sound like Jonah. (laughs) And say I'd rather die. Death is not a funny thing. Let me just make that clear. It's just that that's how I read the story. I'm sorry if I'm supposed to read it like, if, if there's like context that I'm missing and I'm supposed to read it in any other way but I'm supposed to see like take it serious and then apologies but man that's how I read that story and I just see myself in this Jonah character mostly when I saw this leave the nest thing one to be honest I was honestly very scared I still am and I'm not scared because not because I don't trust God you see I know God will provide. I know that. I, To be honest, I know that. Okay? Sometimes I might tend to forget or like I might be impatient in other times. But I know God will provide. The same way Jonah here. Oh, I didn't even think to, to link these two before. Jonah here knows the character, like he believes God's God will remain faithful to his to his word and his character so well so much so that he knows that God will forgive forgive even people who are not quote unquote the chosen people right like how Israel was the chosen the chosen people that would bring the breast the blessing wow that will like bring the blessing of Abraham to the entire nation. But anyway, they were the chosen ones, right? But then Nineveh was not chosen. There were just another city there, which I think would come to... Did they eventually come and and take over Israel? I don't know. I haven't read those parts of the Bible, to be honest. But anyway, the same way Jonah believes that God will will be faithful to his character as a compassionate and long-suffering God and a gracious God. I know God will be like that, right, to me. And so the obvious thing that I'm required to do, if I know, if I, if I, if I know that about God and I know he'll provide because he doesn't he doesn't lie right he doesn't lie and i've seen him provide 
I am scared. I'm scared that I'm like a fish out of water. I'm you know I'm the only other time I remember feeling like this was in class 1 and I I always tend not always I usually don't remember much about my two younger years my memory is so messed up but I remember this one time when I was admit was it ad, 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 admitted admitted sounds like hospital when we were joining the class when the classes like the primary school and I was joining class one I think it's right to say I was admitted to class one admission yeah <sighs> And I remember wearing my new uniform, my new pairs of shoes, taffies, <laughs> and my very cool bag. And I was holding my my yellow dark, dark umbrella. By dark, I don't mean like a dark color. I mean it was like a dark, quack, quack, right? A dark handle and yellow umbrella. And my mom, I think my mom was more anxious. Like, I can't say she was scared because I'm like the third born. So there are other people who have gone through primary school. Like, she knew this. But I think she was scared for me. And maybe that's what made me... Okay, now I'm just making up things. What I honestly remember is that I felt scared. Whether it's because I saw my mom give me some look like she was fearing like I wouldn't make it <laughs> this kind of territory or like oh my god it's my child first day in school I don't know I'm not I, I I can't speak for her but I felt scared because I was like oh, I have to make new friends I don't know anyone here I felt scared and to be honest that's all I remember I don't even remember going in the classes I don't remember seeing the teachers I just remember walking in excuse me the school compound and then there were so many other tiny kids like me and I was like wow okay that's the first time I remember leaving the nest like a comfort zone and going into this world right of primary school i can't say that's the same feeling i'm feeling i'll be lying the feeling i'm feeling now i'm a 27 year old lady who in society's society's um world is a grown-ass girl okay a grown-ass woman <laughs> but this grown as a woman is scared <sighs> and I, f I feel I'm justified I am nobody else has lived my life to be honest and I haven't lived anybody else's life so I feel it's fair for me to feel how I'm feeling 
because it's a it's a big step it's a big step and i'm honestly when i say i am i'm scared of what it means it's because when i talk about this vision that i have and i always say that sometimes i don't know which ones are my visions in terms of my goals in life and what i'd want to to accomplish and sometimes i don't know whether they are god's vision for my life so sometimes when i take up something and i feel like i'm graced to do it and things are just going very smoothly not that it's not hard work not that i'm not putting in the time just that things are just working out like i don't have to stress or pull strings and like force things on people things are just coming my way i have to put in the time yes facts but i feel graced for the for whatever it is then i usually associate that like okay this is god's right and i honestly want this to be one of those things i want to be graced for this next step that i want to take and just so that i don't i'm not like very vague it's it's linked to the business that i was talking about and not only that it's linked to the this business world <laughs> Oh my gosh. And that comes with a lot of things when I think about the vision that I have. There's so much that is linked to that. But I feel when I say that I have an idea is because I know the next step that I'm meant to take. That's the only thing I know. That next step and things that have been happening so far it like God has it's like it's like um i don't want to say like god is hitting my head like girl open your eyes no hitting my head <laughs> oh my point is it has become more clear that that's the decision i'm meant to take and that's the step i'm meant to take meaning i have the location and all i'm meant to do is leave the nest oh my gosh i need to leave the nest don't remember that verse that's in my mind that is in my mind right now but it's 
it says something like <clears throat> when you are a child you acted like a child you thought like a child you know like you shouldn't now be be is it like for me to grow i shouldn't be doing the basic things that i'm doing something like that i'm i'm paraphrasing also i i can't seem to find the verse so it's like for me to mature i think it was talking about me maturing as a believer but i think then there are many ways many many messages you can get from the verse right so in terms of right now where i am when i was a child i acted like a child i spoke like a child i thought like a child but as a mature person of which maturity doesn't necessarily come with age to be honest i think it's a choice you have to choose so just because i am 27 i need to choose to be mature and maturity i'm not talking about maturity in terms of what i'm doing by maturity i'm talking about in terms of who i'm becoming in that in as much as i have to take the step right like i said there i have been trying my best to listen and obey but also i have not been diligent even when i'm told to focus on an example writing i only i have now i don't say taken advantage but i've now how am i going to say this i i have gotten so used to being fed oh my gosh oh this is so convicting um i've gotten used to being fed that i've forgotten what it is to fend for myself i have forgotten to put in the effort and i think the putting in the effort is what helps me become or me realizing that probably is me becoming but i know that i need to do more than just realize it and i know myself and i know that i have a hard time taking the first step so if i know that if i already know that knowing that nanini 
you have to take that first step. That's the first comfort zone you need to to like you know. <laughs> so knowing that yes I've realized I know this. I need to take the action. I need to take the step. And once once I take the step which I have recently been doing by recently I don't mean like you know I mean like of late right I've tried and I've done I've taken the step of obedience but then in that space of obedience in that space once I leave the nest I need to be diligent I'll be honest right now. I have no idea what the second step is, what the plan B is, what the plan C is. And if I if I understand what God is saying correctly is that I don't I don't have to worry about the plan B. If if I obey and trust that his plan, that plan A is, is his, right? If I'm obeying plan A and I know plan A is God's, then that's all I need to do. He'll sort out the rest. And there's a part of me when I say that, I don't know if this is a, I, when I usually say like there are those voices in my head that I don't know, sometimes they sound so, so similar that I don't know if, if it's a good voice or a bad voice, if it's a deceiving voice or if it's a guiding voice right now when I've just said that. I've had the, I felt like you've just talked about being diligent and you're also saying that you don't need a plan B. Is So are you, are you still waiting to be fed? I'm from saying that I need to take the effort and not, and move away from thinking like the child and eating like the child and you know whatever those things right so if I'm leaving the nest that means I am that I am that baby bird who has matured enough to go fend for themselves But if if the voice I'm obeying, if the 
if the instruction I am obeying is God's, then I don't think God wants me <coughs> to not rely on him. Right? I think so. I mean, so far, in as much of the Bible that is in me, the understanding that I currently have, I think that's the God of the Bible, right? Yahweh. That's what he has been saying. He wants his children to depend on him. On everything. To trust him in everything. Huh. So, if this one voice in my head that's telling me, Nanini, you saying that you don't have a plan B or a plan C, then you're not being diligent and you're still relying to be fed. You know, I think that's the culture's voice in my head. By culture, I mean that's the voice in my head that is not God's. Because so far, I have not been the best, I've not done my best at obeying. That one, I... I mm. <laughs> that I'll be honest. I haven't, right? In as much as I take the first step and listen, and when God tells me to focus on this, I focus on it. I haven't been doing my part. Like, for example, you're told, turn left. I usually turn left, and then I switch off the car. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I'm calling myself out so hard. But this is true. It's very important for me to say this because when I listen back to this Nini saying two months time and I've already taken this step of leaving the nest, I really need to understand whether this is me just talking off of my head or I'm being guided right now because sometimes I tend to forget. So June from the future, I'll let your girl in the journal, okay? Tell me if if this makes sense two months from now. Because aha, Kebu, let's see this other example, right? Abraham, he's a perfect example of this. In I was going to say in Abraham chapter two. <laughs> In Genesis chapter 12, verse 1, this is what God tells Abraham. At the time, he's called Abraham, so I've written it down. Oh, it has linked to Bizuri Sana. I wasn't planning on it to Nini like this. <laughs> I had it down as a point, actually, because it's something that came to mind when it came to leave the nest. So this is the perfect place to Nini to talk about this. So the Lord said to Abraham, okay, to Abraham, the Lord said to Abraham, Leave your country, your relatives, and your father's home and go to a land that I am going to show you. 
full stop. Well, God did not put a full stop there. He continued saying, like, I'll bless you and I'll do you, you know, you know bless, bless, bless. But then, this is where I'm at right now. The Lord said to June, leave your country, your relatives, and your fam- father's home and go to a land that I am going to show you. God is telling me to leave the nest. The same way he told Abraham. Abraham, I'm going to say Abraham. At the time he was Abraham, but anyways. I'm being given the same instruction. The same instruction Jonah was told. Well, Jonah was not told to leave the nest. He was just told to leave that place he was and then go to. So I am assuming that's just leaving. So that's how Jonah applies in this situation. God is. And you see, Jesus said. If God dresses the lilies. And feeds the ravens then like how much do you think he's going to provide for you something like that that's i'm also paraphrasing <laughs> i hope no one catches feelings that i don't know this verse is word for word but anyway god knows my heart so when jesus said that if i'm relating that to leaving the nest these birds every single day, whether they're the young, whether they're the old, papa bird, mama bird, baby bird. Every single day, they wake up at five. Well, here. They wake up at five. And they're off, flying wherever they're flying. I don't know how God speaks to birds. I have no idea. But he created them so he must have a way, right? So when they f- literally, you, I, you just see a bird flying from one, one branch to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next. From one tree to the next, to a rooftop, to somewhere. Where are they going? I have no idea. Are they looking for food? Maybe. Because sometimes they're looking for like dry, dry grass to make their nests. Oh, and another time I was looking, I was, I was staring at the ground and then I saw ants. And the verse about diligence, is it in Proverbs? I'm going to lie there if I, I don't know. It's probably a Proverbs verse talking about how the ants build their whatever. My point is, I was looking at that, at, at how those ants were working constantly. They are so tiny, moving so fast. And I I don't know if this is a fact, but I, I heard somewhere that, that ants are blind. I don't know. But the thing is, I even asked myself, do ants sleep? Do they sleep? Do they need sleep? I think all animals rest. But I don't think I've ever seen an ant sleep. How can I anyway? (laughs) But my thing is, I was so convicted when I saw those ants working. 
And I felt like God was telling me to leave the nest and I had not made the decision to take that step. This was among Lini. Because I got this message quite a, a while back. And I was like, if I make this an episode, that means I honestly have to take the step. It's not for accountability, to be honest. It's not that somebody will ask me if I've left the like well you know like I don't usually post for that for others to be for me to be accountable to others I usually post it to be accountable to myself because I know how it feels to lie to myself and believe a lie I've told myself and I promised myself that I'm not, I'm going to try my very best to be honest with myself. As brutally honest as I can be. I don't want to lie to myself. That's like the greatest thing I can, evil thing I can do to myself. I don't want to lie to myself. That's a promise I made to myself. And that's why sometimes... Well, most of the times, I'm directly talking to myself, even in these podcast episodes, because it's one thing to talk to myself in my head <laughs> and to write it down on a journal, but it's another thing to hear myself say it out loud. So it hits so different, so different. So when God tells Abraham to leave everything he has, Abraham has no plan B. He has no plan C. Literally, he had so much in that land of his, right? I think that was like his... It was Haram or Rod, Haran. And then it, it says, in verse 4, it says, we are told that Abraham was 75 years old when he set, when he set out from Haran. Haran. So I don't know if if God had spoken to him earlier, like say when he was like 60 or 50 years, and then it took him like 20 years later to actually take. I don't know. I that I think that's like my translation of that text because it starts when we are told the Lord said to Abraham, leave your country, your relatives, your father's home and go to a land that I am going to show you. And then we see the blessings, right? God blessing Abraham. Abraham. And then in verse 4, we are told that Abraham was 75 years old when he set out from Haran. But then we are told that he is like our father of faith, meaning like he believed God and stuff like that. So I I don't know if it counts. I think it counts as faith even when you don't obey that fast wow these are my own things i don't <laughs> okay i'm done creating excuses for myself even though abraham was 75 years old he still obeyed god right say he was told 10 years before by god to move out and it took him 10 years to obey 
he still obeyed. But I don't want, I don't want to delay. Okay, I don't want to delay. I honestly want to see where this goes. I think that's where the sense of excitement is coming from. Since this is like new territory for me. In as much as this is something I have wanted to happen for myself. But since I have been in a very comfortable zone. It has become harder for me to take the step. But this is the one time I've had so clearly that it's time and things are aligning in a way that it can only be God. So, since this is a journey I've decided to take and I'm not being forced, let's see where this goes. And I'm so glad I started documenting these things. Because we're going to see in however long this takes, what this means. And hopefully I'll also share that. So I think I need to take the step and I'll, lead, I'll need to leave the nest. So reading the verse that I read earlier, Ecclesiastics chapter 11, verse 3 to 4. No matter in which direction a tree falls, it will lie where it fell. When the clouds are full, it rains. If you wait until the wind and the weather are just right, you will never sow anything and never harvest anything. So if I wait for the quote-unquote perfect moment to take this step, I'll never sow anything that I'm meant to sow. I can't just wait for Mama Bad to come and tell me it's time. I have no idea how mama birds tell their, their baby birds it's time. Maybe they stop feeding them. Or like the eagles, they throw them off a cliff. Is that the eagles? Oof, that's tough. Oh my gosh, was Jonah thrown off a cliff? Quote unquote, like thrown off a cliff. Because he was thrown off the boat and then he was like swallowed by the whale. But anyway, I don't want it to, to I don't want to reach to that state where I have to be thrown off a cliff you know what I mean I don't know if anyone knows what I mean <laughs> but my point is it's so clear you know it's time and just like those baby birds I need to fly 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 so all I have to do now is keep trying I need to keep trying to listen and obey I think that's that will be like the main thing here and there's no there's June listen you don't need to have a plan B if God is your plan A you know you know very well that this is God so so as you take this next step, if you need a plan B, you're 
plan B should still be listening and obeying. Just listen and obey. Keep trying to do that. And when you're, when you're told to take a right turn, don't switch off the car after that right turn. Yes, you've obeyed and taken the right turn. But don't switch off the car. Okay? Let the God GPS, which I believe is the Holy Spirit, let the Holy Spirit guide you on where to go next. Don't just turn off the car. You need to drive. You need to drive. You need to, to drive. You're not going to be spoon-fed anymore. Okay? You're mature now. You're mature in your spirit now. Well, you're growing. <laughs> I believe you're growing. We are maturing. We might not have... We might not be mature now but we are maturing okay we are leveling up so act like it thank you so much for listening to this week's episode hopefully you'll be joining me every tuesday for new episodes of the trying podcast stay safe guys Bye.